Berkshire Football Stories podcast is sponsored by the Curious Academy, a skills hub running a sales academy, digital skills bootcamp and data analytics training in Reading. The Curious Academy is all about you and creating positive outcomes, whether that is finding a career, starting a business or just walking away feeling much more confident about life. Their programs are designed for people who have lost their way a bit and are looking to change their futures, maybe rebuild their confidence or be pushed slightly out of their comfort zone in a safe and friendly environment. Group sizes are small to ensure everyone has an opportunity to get involved. The Curious Academy delivers inspirational and fun programs designed to help people wanting to improve their skills, whatever their background. You can find out more at www.thecuriousacademy.co.uk. Football in Berkshire's podcast is sponsored by Ticket Pass. TicketPass provides an ethical alternative to a ticketing industry that often profits from greed. Our platform is an all-in-one solution for creating events, buying and selling tickets, live streaming and keeping events in a safe space. To find out more, to buy tickets, to sign up to the service, head to ticketpass.org. Hi everybody and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories podcast. I am in the hot seat today. Uh, Rob has had to go to work, which is Uh, annoying. Um, We are joined by Abby Ticehurst. Hello, Abby. Hello, hello. Uh, And we're joined by Bob Bacon again. Hello, Bob. Good morning. Um, We have got a fair bit to talk about today. Um, I am just looking for the agenda, which I was going to print out and then didn't because... I haven't done this hosting bit for quite a while, so uh, it's it's been a, it's been a little while since I've uh, since I've sat in this chair. So um, just bear with me a moment. Here we go. Right, there is there is loads to talk about. We have got everything from um, Windsor. Uh, we are talking about uh, Rachel Rowe and Reading FC women. In fact, that will be at the top of the show because I figure. A lot of people will have paid attention to perhaps the Maidenhead Wrexham game. There's a few other big games going on, but I, and I think I, I feel like just by virtue of a sheer weight of interesting stuff over the weekend, people might have missed that Rachel Rowe scored an absolute belter for Reading, and actually Reading FC women beat West Ham United. So we will start the show with that. Uh, and and Abby, um, I think it would be remiss not to go straight to you and say, um, in your face. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Do you know I'm so used to being perpetually disappointed that I actually didn't know how to feel when I saw that result. <laughs> well, at work as well. So obviously I didn't see any of it. And then suddenly yeah. I'm like, oh, we've won today and Reading have won. What a Sunday. Yes. So yeah. It, it was quite the result, wasn't it? Do you want to can you talk us through um because it was it was a late goal from from Rachel Rowe. She's had a habit of scoring these these incredibly important goals and um and, and that was just another one. And and let's face it, that that could be all they need, really. That that three points could be could just about just about do it. Would you do you think or do it because there's a runner is runner fixtures coming up that does not at all look kind. And I don't think it matters whoever you are in the FAWSL, whether you were a Reading, a Brighton, a Leicester, if you've got that run of fixtures that Reading have got coming up, um that, that you know, there's not a lot going on for you there. Um I am actually gonna say that I think Charlie Welling scored the better goal in that game. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Um <laughs> they were both great goals. I think it's I think it's more because because it was the winner and because it was so vital that we got those three points. Maybe that's why 
Rachel Rose getting the headlines, but equally she does actually deserve the headlines. She's so, so pivotal to us. Mm. Um, she just runs that midfield, which I sometimes think is the reason, well, I think not necessarily there's too much pressure, but I think there is like, we maybe lean on her a little bit too much. That's where we've struggled a little bit because we're expecting her to do all the work. Yes. Um, but equally, she's just one of those players that she is happy happy to do the work. So, um, yeah, it, it, but it was a great goal. She's just so good at doing that little turn that she does. And then I'd she'll, she'll be static a lot of the time. And the amount of power that she can get on a strike is, is crazy. Um, so I think that's probably why she's grabbed the headlines there. But like I said, yeah, I, th- I actually think the Charlie Wen's goal was better. And I think also because... Charlie Wang's missed an absolute sitter in the opening moments of the game as well. I think she needed that goal to make up for it. Um, but yeah, I think, <clears throat> I mean, we're in ninth now, which I was not expecting at all. I really did think we were relegation scrapping for the rest of the season. But um, Spurs have been struggling a little bit, so they've mm. dropped marks. Um, I think Leicester are possibly hot on the hills of Brighton actually and Brighton are having a little bit of a disaster right now their manager's just left after two months in charge so um I think they will now be the ones to watch potentially um I don't want to say we're out of the woods yet uh but I think those three points against West Ham were definitely a good good three points I think I was just um, I was just reminding myself of the fixtures. And I think I got a little ahead of myself. Of course, one of those Chelsea games is actually an FA Cup game, so it's not quite as uh, quite as tough as it was. You've got uh, Reading have got coming up. They've got Arsenal next, then Chelsea in the FA Cup. And I th- but I think it's those two massive massive games against Brighton and Leicester City that are going to really that that's what's going to going to kind of finish the season. Win both of those. Uh, and and there's no doubt that they will be an FA WSL side next season. I don't think. I, I think. Yeah, I would so, absolutely tend to agree. That's where the Bob. Did you catch the? Did you catch a couple of the goals at the weekend from this game? Yeah, I thought that uh, the late winner. You know, eighty-five minutes is always a great time to score, isn't it? it just knocks the wind out of people's sails. And it yes, was a fantastic, uh, fantastic strike. Uh, but as you say, you know, it's a it's a two-one home win, which is always good. Then you got uh, is is it Arsenal away, Abby? Yeah, yeah, that's you know, <laughs> and then and then of course Chelsea is never never pleasant. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, competition in any, whether it be the league or the or the cup, is it? No, but I mean, we. It's not that long ago that we beat them one 0 with that oh. ridiculous four minute goal from Dean Rose. So yeah, I mean, stranger things have happened, but yeah. um, the form that they're in right now would suggest otherwise. But you never know. It's the FA Cup. Who, who knows? Who knows? It'll be really interesting. There's, there's obviously um, Chelsea have got a couple of Berkshire youngsters in their in their side. It'll be interesting to see if they get any game time um, during that FA Cup tie. You'd think they might just do, which would be really quite nice. Um, so yeah, uh, there we go. I just wanted to also. I saw some pictures of Deanne Rose was out and about, um, and I wondered if we knew anything about when she might be back because if uh, if she was back before the end of the season, that would be an enormous boost. Um, obviously, then having an absolute blinder and getting snapped up by one of the top top three or four sides in the division. So you know, maybe maybe not. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know that that is. It remains a mystery because mm. as far as I know, it wasn't. It's not an ACL or an MCL, and yeah, she seems to be like you say out and about. So yeah. who knows? Um, we might Fingers see her back the, the World Cup possibly. Maybe yeah, just in time. Um, right. Well, we will we will move on from Reading FC women. Um, I wanted to talk about the probably the second biggest game 
of the weekend because I, I do think that you know it, it's really hard to to put these in an order at times but that I, I do think I wanted to put that top because I just thought that that might have just got missed by by people who because there were some enormous games at the weekend and um you know you had you had a big win for Slough uh you had a you had a oh no sorry Slough was Tuesday night sorry um I apologize uh, but you had Hungerford draw, drawing uh at the weekend as well but we also had this incredible game between Maidenhead United and Wrexham on Saturday I I don't know about you Bob I'm counting this as a Devon shearing Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, for Wrexham to go one up and think they'd won the league, I mean, it was it was fantastic, wasn't it? But uh, Reece Smith, what a super goal! What what an equalising goal that was, you know? Yeah. Um, my my jaw dropped when I watched that goal. Yeah, <laughs> Genuinely that was, outrageous. That was, that was great. And then you know, for Wrexham to you know to 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 go one up, you know, to go two one up again, and I guess they. Would have thought that they were coasting, but then the equalisers just just killed them, didn't it? But yeah. what a great crowd! What a fantastic crowd that was. Yes, on Saturday as well. Sunday it was brilliant. It was it was it was brilliant, wasn't it? I, th- I saw it was Saturday Saturday evening, five thirty kickoff. That's what's that's what's thrown me as well, Bob. I was thinking it was Sunday as well, but it wasn't. Yeah. It was a it was a five thirty kickoff. I know I know Maidenhead, the town itself was busy. The the bars were packed. It was you know it was a huge crowd, but. Yeah, uh, Sean McCoolski with the with the equaliser late on that. Yeah. That would have just that was like a gut punch, I'd imagine, if you were a Wrexham yeah. fan there. Um, you know, we've all been on with our with our respective teams, we whoever we were supporting, we've all been on the on the end of the odd one of those at times, and it and it does just just knock you knock you for six, doesn't it? So yeah. um, you know, well done to Maidenhead. That 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 definitely, you know, it, whilst it's not a, a quintessential Devon cheering, I think um I think it I think it certainly counts as uh, as one on the one on the another another notch on the uh, I was gonna say bedpost, that's a bit weird. Um <laughs> but no, just just another another tick, uh, another club they've they've disrupted. Because of course they won the game, the home game last season, um, which was which was fantastic. So you know, Bob, do you I was going to say you. you I have a feeling you know Alan Devonshire a little bit, or certainly he's of. Your, I would say he's of your era. Let let's yeah. say, but but what he does at that club is incredible, isn't it? I think it is. You know, I've got I've got a good friend of mine who's a, a Queens Park Rangers scout, and he knows him from when he was playing and stuff. And 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 the, and the way that Alan Devonshire used to play versus the way he manages tends to be a little bit different now. But he just it just squeezes the best out of those teams, doesn't he? Yeah, um, and I, they'd be. I would have thought they'd have been quite disappointed to lose last night away. Um, yeah, I think, I think they were. They would have hoped that they've got some momentum. I think is it four unbeaten at home now or five unbeaten at home? I think so. Yes, it's it's it, they're, 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 certainly their home record is 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 really good, and it, and it's likely yeah. we'll keep them. Their away record's not dreadful though, is it? No, it's it's not bad. But I guess they would have they would have wished to have some momentum going into the game last night. Um, because that that's a tough league to get well to do anything in, isn't yeah. it? Unless, of course, you've got <clears throat> rather large sums of money coming in through various different doors. Um, it's a very difficult league to get out of. So uh, Devonshire just works, you know, uh, a tremendous uh, does a tremendous job, and he, he's also got a good backroom staff there mm. as well. So, and uh, I think fair, fair play to him. I think the look on some of the Wrexham players when they walked off on on Saturday night was. Uh, uh, was was quite uh, quite interesting to see because I think that I think I felt that they were expecting to 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 walk over Maidenhead. 
I, I don't un, unless it's a particularly bad day. You never, you can never walk over Maidenhead. You can never go no. to Maidenhead and think you you are going to get anything from that game. And if you if you do, I, I'd suggest it's a bit like when when teams used to come to the old Larges Lane. If if teams went there thinking that they were going to, and then they saw the pitch or something, you knew you knew it was you knew the game was either you, you were getting yeah. a point out of the game, or yeah. or at the very least you were going to be you were going to push them all the way. So, um, obviously Wrexham went and took their anger out on Dagenham and Redbridge. Uh, on on Tuesday night they won four nil, um, so they are they are back at the top of the table by four points from Notts County. So I think I think all things considered, not a terrible weekend for Wrexham. Um, I, I think as you say that sometimes you find in football, I think when you have a when you have a result, when you're the team that gets the result, like Maidenhead United got the result, you can often see, and I, and I think especially this is this is very much when you and, and maybe I'm talking talking nonsense. I don't know. Someone will tell me. But sometimes when you're especially when you're a part time team. Um, or a, or a semi-professional team, you can have that performance, and then the following game, it's incredibly hard to get yourself going again for that. So, it wasn't entirely a surprise that that Maidenhead lost on lost on Tuesday night. But but there we go. You know, the, the, these things happen. I, I, Maidenhead will not have any problems this season. Now they're ten points clear yeah. of the relegation zone. Um, can't take their foot off the gas, of course. But they are. Um, I think they're good. Yeah. Shall we move on to um, what's going on at Windsor? Because Windsor Windsor FC dropped into the relegation zone um, over the weekend. They are they're they're on a they're on a run that um, <laughs> it's not inspiring a great deal of confidence. I don't think they, they've just they've dropped like a stone. They started off the season they were picking up some results, um, and you know Mick Woodham is is you know as, as as you know Bob as you know Abby Mick Woodham is is very personable. He's He's a he's a smashing he's a smashing guy, and he does get he he has in the past proven he can get performances out of players, and that's what you need in a manager at combined counties league level, of course. But it's just not happening at the moment. They do have three games in hand, but they are they're two points behind Wokingham and Embrook, who we'll talk about after this. Um, Abby, you've probably seen them a little bit more this season, maybe than than uh, than myself and Bob. But um, yeah, it's it's not going right, is it? I, th- I think inconsistent is probably the word. Um, yeah, they've had some really like decent results against mm-hmm. a few sides. And so, I mean, but equally, they've only won once so far in 2023. So um, they've just lost any sort of momentum that they had at some point at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Um, they built, beat Hilltop as well, who well, they're also an inconsistent team, I'll be honest, because they're the team who beat Ascot last week um, to throw off the run. But yeah, just I, I, I'm, I really, I, I don't know what it is. I just can't really put my finger on it, to be honest. Um, they, um, as, as well, so if, if I put my Ascot hat on now, they gave us a great game when we played, when like it, it took us a last minute winner against them when we went went to Stag Meadow. So um yeah, I just genuinely cannot put my finger on it. Um, I think I don't know if maybe things that are happening off the pitch are influencing things that are on the pitch. Possibly, I guess they're just a bit all over the place right now. I think is what it is. That's an interesting. If there's some unsettlement off, off the off the pitch, it will affect on the pitch. It's, uh, that's that's human nature. Um, I saw a couple more of the Windsor boys up at uh, Binfield the other week last last Tuesday. And, uh, and and I looked at them and said, I said, where did it all go wrong? And then I just got five minutes of diatribe um, <laughs> coming back. And, um, you know, 
you lose you're losing at home. The next two fixtures look interesting. You know, they've got to go away to Burnham. Uh, then they're away or they're home to London Lions. You know, that they're 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 tricky, they're tricky games. And as Mick Woodham said after the game, you've got to score at home. And yeah. um, you know, they I don't know that goal scorers are worth awaiting gold, aren't they? Yeah. And uh, I don't see I don't see that at, at Windsor at the minute. I, you know, Mick Woodham is a good man. He'll 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 get uh, he'll make the best out of it, sure. But it's going to be a real struggle. Their their fixtures for the rest of the season as well are looking. I, I mean, they've still got to play Oxy Jets, who are the ones who are at the bottom of the table right now. But there's not really any let up for them for no. the next sort of eight weeks I mean I think they've still got Flackwell I think they've still got Egham so they've got lots of the teams who are at the top of the table looking yeah. for points at every opportunity so it's not going to be a fun few weeks for them for the rest of the season No they've got they've got Broadfields United in there as well um, they are they're an odd team I've never you know they're not a team I know anything about but every time I've looked at their score they've lost so um, they're, they're the op- I think they're the the opposite to Flackwell who every time I see Flackwell's result they've won yeah. Um but yeah, you're you're right, Abby. They've got some they've got some enormous results in there, and and the problem as well is most of their games I think are are, are away. Looking at this, of those, I'm like, oh, is that nine nine games? I think I think probably eighty percent of them are away. They've got three home games left this season, um, and one, two, three, four, five, six, six away. So is that nine? What did I say? Seventy percent, rough, about right. Um, so Bob, I was going to, I was just going to jump to you on that because obviously you you've been involved in a club. Um, I, I I can't seem to remember any major off the pitch issues when you when you were the chairman at Binfield, but I, you kind of answered it already. But but is is that because I always sort of think, well, how can that? How can what's going on? Because often the players they play, they go home again. They, you know, they don't, you know, it's it's very rare that if you had a pitch open day, in my experience anyway, that the players, you know, a DIY day at the club or something, it's very often unlikely you'd have the players there. So yeah. I don't always feel like that that's necessarily a connection that would exist. But you, but you think you think differently, um, it, it, Tommy. It, it, it's sort of difficult because if there is a problem on, on off the pitch, the players will be very aware of it. I mean, the, mm. the, the football gossip. Um, uh, canals are, are loaded, you know, and uh, and and they'll they'll have players being asked by other players, why don't you come and play for me? Or mm. it's better if you if you come and play here rather than there. And and so it's unsettling for the players and for the the managers. Just got to do a daily job. He's on. He's you know, poor old Mick's going to be on the phone every day. He will know who his best five players are, and he'll be he'll be so keen to keep them there and make sure that they're happy. But then, when what's going on in the background? You know, is it new owners? Is it not new owners? Uh, you know, it's 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 it, it is unsettling. Very, diff- I, I think it's difficult. It, it puts an added pressure. Mick Woodham's is there to produce um, points on the pitch, and and it, you know, it's a bit like trying to do a hundred meter run t- tugging a tractor tire behind you, isn't it? Yeah, um, so just- I feel sorry for him. But I feel so. You know what? I, I feel really sorry for the fans because. You know, Windsor have always had a great group of fans. Mm. They still have a great group of fans, and it's and it's pretty soul destroying. You know, week after week. 
Um, just just on that, uh, there there has been some news this week um, about a possible takeover or possible investment. Um, Kevin Stott, the current chairman and, and owner of Windsor FC, um, put out a statement saying he was due to meet Mark Cooper, but that meeting didn't happen. He's also said uh, in a statement, I have been exploring an opportunity with new potential owners who are incredibly successful entrepreneurs and who want to invest into this club in a way that would make the community proud. They're humble and thoughtful and want to do the right thing by all stakeholders. I always said I would hand over the reins if I found new owners. I'm excited that I may have found them. I look forward to sharing more in a future update. Um, that that now I, I'm I'm sure this isn't worded in any particular way, but that suggests they're 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 investors. But then then Kevin suggests that actually they're going to buy the club. So I, I feel a bit bit un, unsure about what the what that what that step is. Is it investors or is it is it you know new owners? Um, it will be. I'm, I'm sure that is more just a. Um, that I'm, I'm sure that's not on on purpose. Um, but it'll be interesting to see where that goes because um, whatever happens, whichever way it goes, people have got to get around the table and and settle things down off the pitch. Yeah, yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky. It, it it is indeed. It is indeed. Um, okay, um, we are going to have a quick break and then we will move into uh, the next bit. We're going to talk about Woking Manembrook. We're going to talk about Nicole Brown. Abby, I'm going to call on you for that one. Um, We're going to do a few previews of what's coming up. We might even talk about Tuesday night's results if I can quickly get them up on the computer. (laughs) Football in Berkshire's podcast is sponsored by Ticket Pass. Ticket Pass provides an ethical alternative to a ticketing industry that often profits from greed. Our platform is an all-in-one solution for creating events, buying and selling tickets, live streaming and keeping events in a safe space. To find out more, to buy tickets, to sign up to the service, head to ticketpass.org. Berkshire Football Stories is sponsored by The Curious Academy, skills hub running the sales academy, digital skills boot camps and data analytics training in Reading. To find out more, head to thecuriousacademy.co.uk. Hi everybody, we're back for part two. Um, for video watchers on our YouTube channel, you will have seen me talking about Ticket Pass and Curious Academy, uh, which I enjoy both of those. Um, Abby, you use Ticket Pass as well, don't you, for uh, Ascot fixtures? And Bob, you were in fact were the ones that made the introduction of Ticket Pass to us. Um, yeah. they, they've they've been absolutely brilliant. So um, it's a really uh, it's a really nice um, really nice little system they've got there. And I really like going to the it's the Curious Lounge. The Curious Academy is at the Curious Lounge in Reading, and it's um it's at that really nice building that's on the corner just as you um as you walk down um, from Reading Station on the uh, on the town side as opposed to the opposite side, which takes you over to the river. Um, it's a really nice workspace. So uh, if anybody fancies popping over there and um, go and have a look at their website um so i didn't really mean to do the adverts again i just kind of started talking and then and then there we go um i wanted to talk about a team i feel like we did this a bit last week where we said we talk about a team we don't really talk about very much um, and we went through hungerford thatcham town and newbury um with with robbie stelling who was who was really great and i do think bob we had a quick chat afterwards i i think robbie robbie's gonna be he, he's got a poise to him hasn't he he's he's um He's he he talks well, and uh, you know he's 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 going somewhere. I think um, yeah. it'd be interesting to find out where. Hopefully, we gave him his big break, so we shall see. <laughs> um, but but Wokingham and Embrook, they've had two great results in a row. They uh, have dropped Windsor into the bottom two, um, and they 
Yeah, they, they they seem to be flying. They they beat OxyJets two 0 They beat Wembley two one, and that's off the back of a four 0 defeat to Harefield United and a one 0 defeat to your boys Abbey Ascot United. I feel like they are they've been on the cusp of of getting results most games, just going through their most recent results. They've not been far away from anything. I think the last time they got any sort of heavy heavy defeat was six two at Reading City in November. Otherwise, it's two one one nil. 1-0. I, I mean, I, I did mention the 4-0 as well, but but still, they've been so close. They've just not had the results. I can't quite understand why they're down there. And and Abby, what what you've obviously you've seen the most recently, I guess, again. Um, that's that's two really great results, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Well, it, again, it took us a late minute winner in the 92nd minute to to beat them. Otherwise, it could have been points shared there. So yeah, absolutely. They're no fault of their own. They're playing great football. Just, I think, I don't even know if it is necessarily, I, I mean, I keep having this conversation about <laughs> proven goal scorers. I think that just seems to be my catchphrase this season. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily even that. Just, yeah, I just, I think they're just a bit unlucky, but yeah, they've put together this, this little run. I think that, that win against Oxyjets last night as well is really key for them, considering mm-hmm. they are down the bottom of the table. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just, I, I, there's still lots of games to go for this season as well. So I think yeah. they're still potentially like building around their squad as well. They've got some younger players as well. So I think maybe just a little bit of inexperience from them is what is possibly holding them back slightly. But um, yeah, I think they've got a few games left still that are probably quite winnable, actually. I think they've got to play Shalfont at some point. Um that should be not like I'm, I'm. They could get points there, definitely. I think similarly with Windsor, they've got a few tricky games coming up as well. I'm pretty sure they've got Flatwell still to play. Uh, maybe London Lions as well. They're another tricky side, but yeah, I think there's definitely a few few games for them left that they could definitely take some points at. And yeah, I think they just need maybe a little bit of a cushion at this point to just bump them up a little bit. But yeah. they're not down and out, that's for sure. No, no um... lumpy cushion on Saturday because they're away at Flatwell, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, well, I mean, if they... In all my years at Binford, I always, I never enjoy going to Flatwood because you just, as we've said before, you're always going to get a game there. Aren't you? Um, it, it was interesting, Bob. Obviously, you said you know goal scorers are worth their worth their weight in gold, but and and whilst um, whilst Windsor's sort of goals against record in the league table doesn't necessarily suggest this, um, it does seem like they aren't conceding that many goals. They they do seem to they do seem you know it's it's one yeah. here it's two there in, in terms of step five football their defensive record actually is 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 fairly decent yeah it's not um, bad is it? it it's it's not it's not bad at all um and they're certainly you know they they certainly aren't the worst defensive side in in the combined counties league premier division but um I I, th- I think it is it, it is obviously goals they they aren't scoring enough goals they've got their top score I think Zhao Jardim with seven which yeah. you know in in the scheme of things. Obviously, you know it's it's a different end of the table. But I, I saw last night. I think Ascot's top scorer has got thirty five. Now I don't think that's all in the league, is it? But he's got he's got third, Brendan Matthews has got thirty five. So you can kind of see where you see where the issues are. But I don't feel like defensively they're struggling too badly, Bob. No, when when you got the goal scores, I mean, I hark back to my Binfield days with Mark Tallentire when he brought he put Ian Davis and Carl Davis together. <laughs> I think they got about ninety goals between them in in one season. I mean. The difference it makes, you know, the team comes out and sees somebody who has scored three last week or two last week or whatever, and it's always going to put the defenders on on the back foot. It makes the midfielders come back a little bit more as well, so everybody's playing a little bit deeper. 
And if you've got that recognised outlet to strike, then you're always going to cause damage, aren't you? They are. They are. They are indeed. That's um, that does seem to be. Um... That that's 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 the way it goes, and you know I, I remember those Carl Davis, Ian Davis days. There was there was absolutely no point in in trying to get anything out of, out of those two. I just I do note with interest that sort of bottom half of the table, Wokenham, especially at home, have have scored the most goals in the bottom half of the table. So really? you know it, it, they've, they've scored twenty three. I think only Harefield United have scored more, and that's largely I think because they beat Wokenham four nil. So um, the, their home record is is their home goal scoring record is decent. And there, so you know, it's. I don't know. You can. Sorry, I've got that completely wrong. I was completely. I was looking at Windsor. <laughs> sorry, oh. that is completely wrong. Windsor have scored really good. Good. Wokenham have only scored sixteen. So, so there. You know, therein lies the problem. It, it is goals. Well, it's goals. 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 Wokenham have always had a pedigree of bringing young players through, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah. You go back a few years. You've had Dave Bellis. You've had James Rusby. You've had Nick Bateman. You know you can you can re- reel them off, and 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 I get a sense that there's two or three lads at Wokingham now that are, are starting to progress. And as Abby says, maybe they don't have the experience yet, but they're getting experience when they play the next game. So fair play to Wokingham for for sticking with that uh, that that pedigree, and I, I really hope that it pays off for them. Yeah, I mean, it, it, they 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 survived by the skin of their teeth last season. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully, they will do the same this season. You know, you, you do you do sort of see that there do seem to be a couple of sides that are really struggling, and 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 Woking and picking up those results that will only give them a bit of momentum. They've kind of, I guess, got a bit of a free hit against Flatwell at the weekend. Any kind of result there is going to be a a, a a confidence boost, I would say. Um, whatever they can do there will be will be really handy. So. Um, Let's move on from from Wokenham. Um, we do need to probably check in with uh, with Hollyport and um, a couple of the other sides in around there uh, in the next couple of weeks. So we will do that. Um, I wanted to talk about um, Ascot United ladies striker Nicole Brown yeah. Abbey. Um, yeah. She's had a phenomenally go- good goal scoring season. Um, am I right in thinking she's got the record for the most goals in a season for Ascot United ladies? Is that right? Scott United women. Women, uh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> it still says that on Twitter. I don't know. No, it doesn't. It still says that on full time. Anyway, <laughs> there we go. I'll uh, get I'll you in the end. I'll let you on. <laughs> Just this once, even though it's International Women's Day. Um, but anyway, uh, yes, that is correct. Uh, she did that on Sunday in uh, our 4-0 win against Winchester City Flyers. Um I think it was only set last season by Sarah Leonard as well. So I think that just shows uh, the calibre of player that is at Ascot uh, these days and these last few seasons. But yeah, she has now scored 19 and 15, um, which is pretty good going, I think, as a striker. It's quite satisfying. In fact, actually having uh, both our top our strikers at the top of the tables, their respective leagues uh, for both men and women at Ascot, um, Good content for me, for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, she. Um, I, I need to put a couple of her goals out actually from the weekend because they were just yeah sensational. Really, um, she she is a defender's nightmare. I would not want to play against her at all. She's she's incredibly technically gifted. Um, she's one of those people that doesn't necessarily always look in control of the ball, but it doesn't leave her feet. She's just one of those really irritating yeah. players. Um, <laughs> I think I think she'd say she's left-footed as well, but I think she's like I. 
this is when I need like some proper stats sort of thing to go together. But I'm almost certain she's probably scored with both feet multiple times this season, probably 50-50, I imagine. Yeah, she's just one of those. And she could be like one-on-one, two-on-one, three-on-one, and she'd still win the ball as well and then have time to turn and make some ridiculous strike at goal. So, um, yeah, she's just, she. I, I would not want to play against her for sure. It's uh, and it's quite a, it's quite an incredible um, de- record that she's got to to hit to beat that. If it was only set last season, that's um, that, that's really really good. Where where's she come from? Can you tell us a little bit about her? Is she Ascot through and through, or putting me under pressure now? I do not know. I'm sorry, Nicole. I actually <laughs> I genuinely don't know. That's really bad for me, isn't it? I think she's been at Ascot for a couple of seasons, definitely. I want to say she was at Fulham, but I might have made that up. I think she might have, she's definitely come through an academy at some point. Um, leave that with me and I'll come back to you about that okay. next week. <laughs> Fine, we'll do, we'll do this segment all over again next week. <laughs> well, hopefully she would have scored some more goals in the Southern Region Women's League Cup semi-final on Sunday against Wickham. So, yeah. Yeah, good, good. Okay, um, right. It is preview time. Unless anybody had AOB for uh, for the for the first bit of the of the podcast, um, we'll go straight into preview time because we have got at the very least, as far as I can see, two absolutely enormous games. The first one, um, uh, and we're going to talk about, uh, is a gigantic Berkshire derby um, as Slough Town host Hungerford Town. Um, this one is, you know. Hungerford need to win this game. Um, it's a, it's one they'll have down as winnable. They've got quite a good record against Slough Town um, in recent season, um, especially at, at Bullpit Lane. Obviously, this one's at Arbor Park. Um, but Slough, Slough are looking a little more comfortable now, um, albeit they have a lot. They have played quite a few more games than, than most of the teams around them. So, you know, I, I'll, I'll roll back on what I just said and say Slough also need to win this game. Um, so it's probably going to end up in a, in a draw, I guess. But um, Bob, uh, Hungerford have had a really deep, they, they, they lost, a, they did lose just recently, um, but they've had a good run again and they held Dartford on yeah. Tuesday night. Um, it's there's still six points. Um, they still need six points to climb out of the of the relegation zone, but they do have a few games in hand. How how can you see them doing? And how impressed are you with with what Danny Robinson's managed to do? Well, there? I think Danny Robinson's an impressive coach. You know, he's a good man motivator. Uh, he puts his teams out to make them difficult to beat. Um, the record I think that uh, Hungerford have over Slough. I think in the last five games, Slough haven't won a game, have they? I don't I think, think so, no. I think it's two draws and three wins or something like that for Hungerford. So, um, you know, the, the Ides of March are, are, are in the, uh, there for, uh, for Hungerford. Um, I think it's going to be a great game. I, I really hope it's a good game because, uh, the, you know, the good travelling support up there. Uh, but Dan will always put a side out that is, is, is difficult to beat, you know, and, and they've got, they've got some, again, they've got a hardcore of five or six very, very good players. And I just hope that this game lives up to its expectation. It's difficult because Slough is sitting in 16th place, Hungerford in 20, the 20, yeah, 20, yeah, 23rd, yeah. something like that. 23rd, so, so Hungerford are, are, are going to be, you know, as you say, they need the points. And even though they've got games in hands, they need the points. So uh, you, you could argue that Hungerford would have the, the greater hunger for it, but uh, never underestimate what Slough have got. 
No, and, and Scott Davis oversaw a, a 2-0 win over Concord Rangers last night. Concord are bottom of the table, um, but they aren't adrift either. So that that they, they certainly haven't given up. No. Um, so 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 that win for Slough last night was was no mean feat either. Yeah. Um, and 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 obviously Scott Davis has has come in and taken over from um, two. I, I I think we I think and they've earned the state as legendary. Berkshire football managers um, for what they've done, uh, what they did at Slough to get them to where they were. And Scott, you know, they, they've had a blip. They had, a, they, I think, they had a run of three or four, three or four defeats, but they've they've turned those around now. So, um, you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure I could actually call that game. Yeah, I, th- I think as you say, Tom, it, it could be an honourable draw, but um, I, I've just got I've just got an inkling that Hungerford will might have the have a, a big drive to, to to gain all three points. I think they were they were frustrated not to have beaten Dartford on on Tuesday night. Listening to yeah. to Danny Robinson um, talking on on the video on Twitter, um, I think I think they they felt that they probably should have had all three points really. So yeah, the, you know the the drivers and he keeps finding strikers. They keep getting injured yeah, and he keeps finding new ones. Yeah. Yeah. Which is which is really good. Um, so yeah, so that one is three o'clock on Saturday, and we'll do the we'll do the usual pick a pick a fixture, and you're welcome to pick that fixture when we get to the end of the podcast. But I wanted to just draw the attention to the other game, um, which is of note, um, and that is uh, West Didsbury and Chilton of Manchester uh, against Ascot United of Berkshire in the FA Vars quarter final. Um I don't know if we have anybody on from Ascot United, but um I'll see if we can get Abby to cobble something together for us and uh, and talk about Ascot a little bit. Um they obviously Manchester's a long way away, Abby. It is. It's an overnighter for us, which is exciting. Oh, oh. yeah. Well, how, I don't think the drivers as far as we've been so far for Buckland and Bridgewater, but there we are. But <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly it's certainly a three hour it's a three hour odd road trip if that's what's uh, if that's what's happening. So so it's an overnighter. Where are you staying? Anywhere nice? Oh, I think it's a Premier Inn. <laughs> oh, now I, I will have nothing against the Premier Inn. Probably the comfiest beds of all the hotels that I've stayed in. <laughs> Other brands are available there, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> well, you know, we'll, if we get that Premier in buck in, and then we'll be we'll be we'll be doing all right. Um, Abby, how, how? So I, I know um, I, now. I've forgotten the division that West Didbury and Chalton are in, but I do know they're eighth in whatever division it is they're in. Um, and I have spoken to one of their fans um, who sent me some information, which I'll pop on the website. Um, but um, they the the main thing that I took from what they sent to me was um, to the supporters of Ascot United. Don't go into Manchester. There's plenty of good places in West Didsbury and Chilton. Noted. Okay. Which which sounds <laughs> sounds good to me. So um, now, what's going on in the camp? How do you rate Ascot's chances? They're obviously favourites going in. I would say, based on purely on league position. <clears throat> um, just you know, they they play in the North West Counties Football Thank League. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Um, I think, I mean, it's, it's one game at a time, isn't it? I'm going to keep saying it because uh, keep, people keep asking me about it and I continue to get more and more suspicious of things like this. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't like to say too much about it. But no, I think, like, I think um, <clears throat> it's been definitely really good that we picked up six points in the last two games in the league, <clears throat> having lost to Hilltop last week and ended that unbeaten run. Um, so I think, yeah, like refocus the squad definitely. Um, 
think, yeah, just feeling very positive, absolutely. Um, it's going to be no mean feat. I mean, non-league football up north is different, isn't it? So um, the fact that it's sold out as well, 1,300 tickets all gone yeah. five days before the game is huge. But um, we've got people who, well, I've, the squads are like not, it's not a new thing to play in front of big crowds. Yeah. And we've got enough of the squad who have, played elsewhere higher up and stuff like that who have who have been there done that um we've obviously got ollie i mean he's injured right now but ollie harris is in the squad so he'll know what it's like we've got harry who won it with faction in 20 in 2018 so he'll know what it's like i think that run that we had last season with the bucks and bucks cup as well playing in front of big crowds that 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 isn't going to be something that they're they're too worried about, I don't think. Um, I think, if anything, it's going to be a drive because the atmosphere is obviously going to be incredible. So, um, yeah, I think I, I don't want to say quietly confident or anything like that because, I mean, you don't get to this position in the competition by chance, do you? No. So, we've done, despite the fact where they are in the league, like they've they've done well to get here. So, yeah, um, looking forward to it definitely. I, I wonder, Bob, if you would um, argue that you don't get to that stage of the competition by chance, given how many penalty shootouts Binfield won to get to the quarterfinals. But then the quarterfinal was actually fairly straightforward, wasn't it, for, for Binfield a couple of years ago against at, away at Long Eaton United. And, you know, Long Eaton was the one that I, when we drew them, I think that was that was my big concern because, you know, coming from up that way, I, I know that the, the people that you're going to be playing, they're not exactly... Uh, small and lightweight there'll be some muscular uh bodies there um but uh dodds and with signed liam ferdinand and altered the shape up front which took long eaten apart and i think after that i knew that i just felt that we would we, we would go the whole way um and you know it, it's it's going to be a tough game i and and i don't necessarily believe playing in front of big crowds affects the players at all because i think they just get on with it i remember asking liam gavin after Wembley, what it was like, and he said, "I didn't." He, after, he said, "After five minutes, I didn't. It didn't feel like I was playing at Wembley. I was just playing football." Um, I don't necessarily think that makes too much of a difference at this level, um, but um, you know, you, you, you're going to have a three and a half, four hour journey up there. Okay, you're going to stop overnight. Um, there should be no excuses in terms of preparation. If I know Ascot and the team, everything will be very well prepared, and the players won't have to worry about anything like. Like like it is these days, even even at this level, but it's the FA bars and shocks do happen. And if you know, um, <laughs> Ascot will be very very well prepared. They've definitely got the players of the quality. I don't know anything about the players of the uh, of the two teams that they're playing in Manchester, um, but um, you know, it'll it, it it's one of my one of my games of the day to watch definitely. Because you know, for, for this area to get another team to progress to a semi-final is, is would be would be fantastic. It really would, wouldn't it? It's um, it yeah. it would be uh, it, it would be quite you know, it, it's at the moment we are we are living in an era of in an age of you know, this has never happened to to Bucks and Bucks sides. You know, there's been three three finalists mm. and two winners in the last four five uh, five or six years. I think I can't. I always forget when Thatcham won it. It was it was 2018. I think 2018 19 something like that. 
so so it's, it's unprecedented um to have to have this much success in the competition um i'll just uh, just give you a little sneak peek of what um one of the supporters of west didsbury and chalton sent me um it says i don't want to give too much away about how west will play but our supporters have been following ascot's results with interest since the draw and looking at the league table we know that we'll need a 10 out of 10 performance if we want to progress we've been some fantastic teams to get this far but know that saturday will be our toughest test yet it goes on to say uh, as for visiting fans don't be tempted to go into manchester city center before or after the game there are plenty of great places to drink and eat in chalton and when you bump into some west fans they'll definitely want to talk about the game the beer at the ground is great too and is brewed locally and we've even got our own 1908 pilsner for you to enjoy while watching the match so there you go abby that's you sorted if the uh, i won't be drinking if the tweets get squiffy towards the end we'll know why 1908 pilsner all the way (laughs) <laughs> nice. Um, one thing I do want to say as well is that there is going to be commentary provided, not by me. Oh, okay. um, but um, I am well informed that there is commentary. Um, so just keep an eye on Ascot socials for a link to listen nice. along. Nice. We'll have to get hold of that and see if we can put a, put a little piece out. So, um, okay, we'll wrap things up. But I just want to. Um, obviously, we've got those two massive games. Um, let's. I know I said earlier that we can include those, but let's exclude those two enormous games. Um, and I and Bob, I'll just go to you a pick for the weekend, um, if you wouldn't mind. Um, especially given that the, the the Ask game is sold out, so no one can yeah. uh, no one can go to that one anyway, even if they just make a late decision yeah. to travel. So, so what would you be looking at? Well, last week I remember saying something about uh, that I thought Bath County was the, was the game to watch because of the goals, and I was proven right there. And, and by the way, whilst we're on it, um, Josh Howell, an ex-mole you may have seen today, uh, has a nasty uh, ankle uh, injury, uh, broke his ankle last night playing for Bath County. So we send him our best and commiserations to him and hope he has a speedy recovery. Um, Indeed. You know, he's, he's a smashing lad and... Uh, It'd be great to get him back on the field, field of play. Uh, you know what? I think I think one of my interesting games this weekend is going to be uh, Wokingham at Flackwell, because uh, you know, as, as we we've all said, Flackwell are a difficult side to beat, and and you know it, this it, you know if Wokingham could get something out of that, that could change their fortunes and help them step up the league. So I'd, that's one of my games to keep an eye on this weekend. Cheers, Bob um, and Abby. One from you. Um, I am going to go all the way down to the Thames Valley um, ah. Premier League uh, only because it's a cup game and it is Yateley versus Burfield and I think be, considering Yateley have run away with the league I'm going to be thinking that they're probably going to want to try and nab nab some silverware off them so I think it will be a tasty tie that one so yeah I'm going for Thames Valley Premier League Yateley versus Burfield in the cup Excellent. Um, I'll I'll I'll, um, I'll do something something odd and, and uh, pick one from Sunday. Um, I I think uh, you've got Maidenhead United versus AFC St Austell uh, in the FA Women's National League South. And given the way that Maidenhead have been picking up points and improved in recent weeks, I think that will be a decent one. Am I right in thinking that AFC St Austell are the ones at the bottom of the division? That would be correct. Yes. There we go. So that there Actually, we go. So, yeah, it's even them or Larkle. They're both okay. having a bad season. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we because we thought Maidenhead were going to be having a bad season, but they have really managed to uh, to pull that around. So um, that is it for this week. I just wanted to flag up an AOB that I forgot to pop earlier on. Um, Sandhurst Town have an enormous Sandhurst Town men's team have an enormous amount of games yet to play. Um, I think um, our very own voice of reason, Steve Gab, said it was uh, was it 17, 17 games. I, th- yeah. I think that's right. Um, Absolutely crazy. I, I have no idea how this has happened. Um, I know there's been a lot of games off 
um, I think. I think perhaps they've just been a little bit unlucky. Um, I, I don't know how the how it sits with with competitions being extended, particularly now there are playoffs set in stone. Um, but that is a lot of games to be playing um, in a in a really. They had their game on Tuesday night was off as well. Um, I, I know both teams were. Uh, both teams. The, the tweet I saw said, and um, both teams felt the game should have been on, which is great if both teams decided whether games were on or off, and it wasn't the referee that had the had the decision on that. So, um, it, yeah, uh, that, that's a lot of games of football for them to play. Um, it will be really interesting to see how that affects um, how how that affects them in the in the division, particularly as as uh, their I, I guess their nearest rivals to the title, uh, Langley, have been stuttering. Um, it's definitely allowed um, a couple of other sides. Deportivo Galicia have have taken taken up the mantle. Um, Rainers Lane aren't a million miles away, um, so there's there's a lot of work to do. And you will say, Bob, it's a cliche, isn't it? But um, you'd rather have you don't want the you, you want you'd rather have the points in the bag than yeah. the games in hand on paper. And um, and sometimes I think, well, maybe, but but seventeen games that they've got to win. That's too many. The pressure it's... that puts on part-time players is ridiculous. Yeah, and I, I would pretty much guarantee that there'll be no league extension because leagues no. don't do. It. No, so um... you don't want people playing, you know, Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, Saturday, uh, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, because if that's going to happen, you know, you're going to lose players with injury, illness. Players, some players can't be bothered because it's so tired. You know, it's, yeah. it's a very, very tricky situation. And good luck to whoever the secretaries are trying to arrange those fixtures. You've got um, so yeah, Sandhurst. I've got six games in hand over second place Langley and seven mm. over top over the top of the table Galicia. So yeah, that's fairly daunting. Um, I don't, as, as you say, Bob. I don't envy the club secretary there. Um, right, let's wrap it up. We'll say goodbye to everybody. Um, Abby, see you later. Good luck at the weekend. Thanks. Appreciate it. Um, Bob, enjoy your trip to Flatwell. Thank you very much. (laughs) Bye-bye. See you later. See ya. Football in Berkshire's podcast is sponsored by TicketPass. TicketPass provides an ethical alternative to a ticketing industry that often profits from greed. Our platform is an all-in-one solution for creating events, buying and selling tickets, live streaming and keeping events in a safe space. To find out more, to buy tickets, to sign up to the service, head to ticketpass.org.
Berkshire Football Stories is sponsored by the Curious Academy, skills hub running a sales academy, digital skills boot camps, and data analytics training in Reading. To find out more, head to thecuriousacademy.co.uk.